Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. You are on the healing hour, and I am so glad to be with you. It's been over a week since we've talked, and and I'm excited to just have this conversation. Um, I just uh, want to just let you know the details before we even get into the show, because I guarantee you this is going to be something fun. This is going to be something different but you'll get a lot out of it. And trust me, I guarantee you there's a word in everything that we do. So first we have to understand that we are on PKN, that is PKN Purpose Kingdom Network, and we are on blogtalkradio.com, that is blogtalkradio.com slash purpose kingdom. And the phone number is 319-527-7091, that is 319-527-7091. And this is the healing hour. Uh, I just love, 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 love talking to you guys. Um, I look forward to the show. Uh, I just feel like this is one of the the highlights, the highlights of the week, the highlights of the day. And, and I'm excited every time I get on. Um, but you know how this works. We have to do our uh our scripture of the day, and I always start off with a scripture that I normally just, you know, uh, one of my favorite scriptures or it's a scripture that, you know, I kind of like study in my sermons or anything like that, but um, can I go with like what you call like an oldie but a goodie, like one of those ones where, you know, Sunday school scriptures that the kids uh learned or that we learned as kids, this is kind of like the, the one of the fun ones, and it is uh, Psalms 100. And it says simply, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And enters courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord, he is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Man, I know that's like one of your, uh, you know, your Sunday school, your, you know, your youth church service uh, scriptures. But to just know that God is concerned just about our happiness, having joy, that he is full of mercy, that our thanksgiving and our praise should be something that we continuously give God. And and we should be happy in our service. We should be happy when we serve God. Don't you know that those things are so important? And I think sometimes When life gets hard, when struggles come up, uh, when there's so much adversity at hand, we forget about that part. We forget about serving with gladness. We forget about rejoicing. We forget about being thankful 
because all we see is work. So I just don't want you guys to to lose your joy, to lose your your, your thankfulness, your your gladness, uh, just to forget about you know. Don't forget about coming into His presence with singing. You know, because you know He's God. You know what He's done for you. You know what He means to you. And I just wanted to share that. That's one. Of, that's what I call one of those classic scriptures. So, so uh, remember that that's Psalms 100, and, and just keep it with you wherever you go. Amen. And 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 um, our uh, evangelism tip. Our evangelism tip. Uh, last time we were on the air, I said we have to take it back old school. I know we like to use social media. We like to text, email, uh, send out uh, certain cards, things like that. But I think it's time we just go back and pick up the phone and call somebody and tell them you love them. Tell them you care and you're thinking about them and you're praying for them and you pray for them with them on the phone and you you ask if they need anything and how's the kids, how's the dog. You, you just do all those things. It's time we just pick up the phone and say hi to somebody because you know, you have no idea how much, uh, you know, how, how good someone will feel when they hear your voice, when they finally get to, uh, you know, hear your words of encouragement. Not look at a screen or look at a screen, but hear your voice. And, and I think that uh, sometimes we have to have grassroots evangelism. And picking up the phone is one of the first things. So, guys, that's our evangelism tip. And as always, as always, I have one of my best, best, best guests who is no longer a guest because here's how I feel. When you're in my house one time, after that first time, you are no longer a guest. That's just my rule. If you come to my house the first time, you are a guest. I'll get you a cup of water. I'll get you ice. I'll fix your plate. But after you come that second time, the ice is in the refrigerator the glasses on the rack, and fix your own plate. That's just my rules. And my guest is starting to turn into a, a co-host. She don't know it, but she she's definitely a co-host. Um, I want to say hi to Alicia Cooper, Elder Alicia Cooper. Hey, lady. Hey, hey. I'm here. You think you slick, but it's okay. <laughs> I am not sleep. Like I am um grateful for you. Like you've been with me for the last uh four shows. Um, you know, you've been making some noise and taking over and, and, and doing a lot and I love it. I love it. Um I think you like it too, even though, you know, I'm super sporadic and and a little crazy. I think you like it. Um, Radic. Mm. <laughs> okay. Don't judge. Not Go sure judge. if that's the right terminology, but hey. Sporadic is the best way to put it. <laughs> I like it. That's that's the most convenient and healthy way of saying it. Um. So, since we're talking about um 
my um my um we're talking about my you know my sporadic uh you know planning and effort and process we have a topic we have a topic a topic that was created right on time he's an on time god yes he is don't you feel that don't you feel that he is a on time god now um the topic is um our our uh, process when it comes to preaching, the process when it comes to ministering. Um, I know that a lot of people, you know, they see their their uh, ministers or, or whatever title it is, get up and preach. And they think, you know, it, it's this easy, uh, you know, smooth transition. But when I tell you, it is not at all something cute, easy, and sometimes not even fun. It is writing a sermon, preparing for a sermon, and getting ready to preach that sermon is not, if is ever, the most nerve-wracking, sometimes uh, weirdest thing you could ever do. And God bless everybody who gets up there and, you know, preaches. Um, I know that I have a very, I mean, I have a very strange um, process when it comes to preaching. And I'm just going to let you guys know before I, um, I start talking about this topic. Uh, most preachers have a very unique way of processing and preaching and studying. And those who really take the time to do it, uh, we all have unique processes. But we're going to talk about ours. And uh, Elder. Uh, she's definitely gonna talk about hers because hers is weird too, and I just feel like it's, it makes it makes me it makes me feel good to know that I'm not the only weirdo. But um, elder, so when it comes to process, right? When it comes to preparing for a sermon, trying to figure out what you're gonna preach, putting it in order. How do you feel? We're not gonna get to the process yet. We're just gonna talk about one thing. How do you feel when you get called to preach and now you got to figure out how to prepare for that sermon? How do I feel? Uh, um, confused. <laughs> Come First on, talk all, to the people. Speak this, up. You still confused. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell the people of God that's listening. This is definitely a spirit of the moment um, show. Um, this topic was like, oh, we got five seconds about preparation and preaching. So this is literally on the whim. <laughs> that's what you get. This is this is what happens when you work with me. So go ahead. I mean, I don't no. unprepared person most of the time, but look, look, we gotta be a little bit prepared. No, not anyway, even close. 
Let me see. Um, it depends. It really depends. I think they um, I think I go through the most trouble um in my preparation that I have to preach multiple times in like one week or one day. Um, because it's like God, what what what's for who? <laughs> you know, and um, sometimes there be like scriptures in my spirit, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. One. And I was like, um, I didn't give you that for the people; I gave you that for you. Ah, yep. Not like, oh, okay. So <laughs> it's like, you know, two seconds, two seconds in. <laughs> And I was thinking I got something, and God was like, no. The question you forgot to ask for is for the people. Just because it's in the spirit don't mean it's for somebody else. But yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, (laughs) And I never feel prepared, so... Wait a minute, wait a minute. That that same lady who jumping around, who trying to uh who, who preaching up like you know, preaching up the storm and you telling me you don't feel prepared. No. Wow. Well, well, welcome to the club. You know. They always say, you know, the day you the day you stop being nervous is the day you need to worry. Mm. But um, you know, because that's when it becomes about you. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, all right. So I'm always nervous. I'm gonna lie. Always. I think I think I'm. I, I think I'm nervous until I get up. Does that make sense? I mean, like like so, once so I start to get a groove. Like like once I get up there, oh I'm in my zone. Like like once I get up there, it's like it's like all right guys, you got this because I ain't got nothing else to say. Um, I'm completely done. So all right. So for example, um, I preached not this week, not this week past, but the week before, and um, the uh, the title of my sermon um was uh. Um, faith or, or or God loves bruised fruit. All right. So um I I I talked about uh just just the Cain and Abel situation. And uh so, the, what was your title? can you repeat your title for God me? God loves bruised fruit. God loves bruised fruit. Yes. All right, think about this. Yeah, all right. I that, but go ahead. All right, so think about this. All right. So um, you know how when you get a fruit basket, right, all the fruit mm-hmm. looks so pretty. The apples are clean. There's no scratches. There's no bruises. So, um, but when you go to the store and you see, like, that, that, that pear with the dent in it or the orange that's scratched up or the bananas that look real, that look kind of brown, mm-hmm. I, I talked um, you know, I, I saw this because I was in a grocery store. Let me tell you how I got this sermon in the grocery store. Got this, this sermon in the grocery store. I, I was 
I was I was so stuck on Cain and Abel. I mean, I was stuck on Cain and Abel, and I had nowhere to go with this. Um, it, it was one of them things that I was like, all right, God, Cain and Abel is stuck. There's nothing out. There's nowhere to go. Where do I go? And um, the Bible says, by faith, Abel gave a better offering than Cain. Um, so when people be like, oh, why, why did um, why did uh, Abel give such this great offering and God didn't take Cain offer? So you know how religious people will be so extra, so deep. Um, you know, and it was like, well, because blood was a greater sacrifice. And no, nah, that wasn't it. Um, then somebody said, well, because uh, it was a lamb and the lamb was the slain and all that. You know, no, nah, that wasn't it. That's too deep. The very first Word the, the 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 second word of that scripture was by faith. Abel gave a better sacrifice. So faith was the component to the sacrifice. And then as we move on to the scripture, um, you know, it God just God just started uh, revealing to me uh, how how in Hebrews eleven verse four. You know, I'll read the whole scripture. It says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. All right, let's start right there. God was a witness to his righteousness. So his, his, his offering had faith, and Abel was righteous. The next part of the scripture says, that uh, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaking. So I'm sitting here like, okay, God, that answer is so easy. It's not the sacrifice. It's the faith for the sacrifice. And it finally hit me, and on my way home from work, about five o'clock, five, six o'clock, God was like, Stop by Produce Junction. I'm not lying. God like stop by Produce Junction. I go to Produce Junction. I pick out a bag of oranges, a bag of apples, um, pears, bananas. I get all this fruit. Then God says when you go home, you know, put it in three different baskets and on one of the baskets I want you to wrap it up in a big red bow, and I want you to put uh, plastic, you know, put you know, put the little plastic stuff on it, make the basket look so pretty. He said, the other basket, I want you to put the fruit in, make the basket look nice, but I want you to uh, just display the basket. And then the other basket, he said, beat up the fruit, beat up the fruit, and put it in the basket. Now, I'm being obedient. I'm following the plan. I'm thinking this is weird. Don't, like, I'm tripping. Like, all right, what am I supposed to do with all this fruit? Um, I could be putting this in the kid's lunch. <laughs> so I get to church. I got these three baskets. My church is like, well, not my church, but, like, the ministers at my church are like, uh-oh, here I right, come again with something crazy. Because I'm always doing something. One time I preached in a jail uniform. That, that's another. That's another topic for another day. Um, I preached in a prison uniform. <laughs> so, um, 
I uh, I started preaching. My sermon goes on, and um, I talked about each basket. And I started talking about Cain and Abel's uh, sacrifice and staying on Cain's sacrifice. And I said, I said, if you give God something without faith, he said, because without faith it's impossible to please God. So if you give God something without faith, it's like rewrapping a gift he already gave you. So everything that belongs to this earth or everything that is in this earth, everything that's on this earth belongs to God. But when you give God your offering, your offering of praise, your sacrifice of worship, your obedience, that's the only thing he does not have. He does not have your obedience. You have to give him your heart, and you have to give him your obedience. God got everything else. The only thing he doesn't have is you, and you have to make the choice to have him. So when you give an offering without faith, all you're doing is rewrapping a gift and giving it back to God. And how do you feel when somebody rewrap a gift and give it back to you? So I started doing that, and then um, I talked about the other fruit of how, you know, having fruit without faith. I said, you know, faith without works is dead. Like so, and it works without faith. It's dead. This is dead fruit. No matter how you cut it, it's dead. So then I got to the bruised, and I said, it doesn't matter what the fruit looks like. It's how much faith is on it. So it doesn't matter how much you are bruised, how much you are battered, what you've gone through. If God sees that faith is on you, if God sees that faith is on your situation, no matter what it is, you, you can be uh, just battered and bruised on the inside, emotionally scarred, physically scarred. You can, you can go, you can have gone through so many situations, so much hell in your life can be, can be out in the open. But if you have faith, God sees your faith as an honorable sacrifice. So that was the topic of the sermon. But I didn't get that until I came off of work. Mind you, I knew for two weeks that I had to preach. Had to preach on Saturday. Didn't get the sermon till Friday. The pieces didn't come together until I got on the pulpit. I try so hard to be prepared for sermons. And when I write my sermons, my sermons are super weird because I don't write everything down. I don't write as if I'm talking. I only give the scripture and a footnote. On top of only giving a scripture and a footnote, I'm dyslexic. I see letters backwards. So being dyslexic, it takes me a while to kind of get everything together. On top of that, I got three kids, a set of twins who are five, and a 13-year-old who is always asking for something. Then it all trying to write a sermon with all those people is a mystery. I don't know how it gets done. So I don't get quiet time till about maybe 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And 
it's just something that, that like, you know, I just learned how to deal with it. So when I'm in the car, I'll record, like, a footnote, or I'll take it in bits and pieces, and then when I finally sit down, I put all the pieces together. Writing a sermon is probably the most weirdest thing you could ever see me do because I also have a problem with <laughs> silence. So I got something on my iPad, something on the TV, and music playing, trying to write a sermon. So my process is super weird. But God just does something. God just does something. When I step on that pulpit, something just happens. All right, I've been talking long enough. Elder, what is your process? You've been talking long enough. It's time to play us off from plate and uh, give the benediction. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. And amen. Um, but third, before we go before we go further, how, what's the process for the people to call in if they got questions or want to say something? All right, so if somebody has questions, or all you have to do is call 319-527-6091. To say it again slower, 319-527-6091. And if you have any questions, comments, somebody want to throw out their process, um, how they feel when they get on the pulpit, throw it out there. We want it all. So go ahead. What you got to say, Elder? Um, my process and preaching. Uh Lord, I don't like talking about that personally because um, <laughs> it's 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 a lot for me. Um, like you, it's hard for me to do certain things in quiet. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to have like I have a a playlist of worship music that I literally listen to while I'm in the process of um, preparing. Um, I do have the opportunity sometimes to uh meditate on the on the scripture um for for a while and and um allow it not only to get in my mind but into my spirit. Um, I used to bullet, I I used to write scribble notes. So like my first point could be at the bottom of, of one page and my second point can be in the middle of another page and my third point could be, you know, at the top of of another page, you know, like it was all over the place. I had no structure to um to the sermon or anything like that. And um even though I could shoot from the hip from time to time, um, I was challenged by my bishop overseer, you know, to to um to do a manuscript and to write it out. You know, not that I can't, you know, and as the Lord gives, um, even beyond what I already, you know, what He's already given me, but to say and do that right there, probably was the hardest thing that I have ever done in my life was to sit and actually write out a manuscript or write out actually write out the sermon. Um, but it helped put my thoughts in order. Like it's not just it's just not notes on a piece of paper and I'm praying to the Lord bring it all together at, at, at the last minute. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally, this is the first point. This is the introduction. You know, this is uh, the second point. This is the closing point and, and things like that. And, it, and while it has made my life a whole lot easier, 
it's still not easy. But like I'll give you a prime example, you know, um, I had to minister last week and um, on Saturday to be, to be exact, I had to minister Saturday and I, I knew about it for a while. I struggled um, after, you know, after the funeral. I literally struggled to get myself to a point where um, I can uh, really get to a place of of, of medicine. Mm. Right. Uh Right, so... We, uh, I believe I was there kind of clocked out a little bit, but uh, I'm going to make sure she get back on because I really want to hear this story. Uh, once again, for all those who are listening, uh, the number is 319-527-6091. That is 319-527-6091. Elder, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. All right, yeah, your phone kind of went out a little bit, babe. We're going to get right back into the story. You said you were struggling preaching on Saturday, and you can finish up from there. Okay, so, you know, I had to, after the funeral, I just, I've been like, I ain't going to lie. You know, I, I might tell people that I'm okay, you know, but when it came to the sermon preparation, I was like, I don't want to do this yet. I'm not ready to, I'm not really ready to preach yet. But I had gave my word prior to um, the death of my family. The scripture was in it was in my spirit, and I was studying this one scripture in particular, and I just knew I was like, okay, cool, this is you know, God, this, this just give me the words to say to your people, and this and that. And I really thought this this scripture was um, for the people of God, but as I kept reading it and reading it, and then finally I prayed. Again, was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? And um, he took me to a whole nother scripture, which was uh, Mark chapter 10. And the sermon was, don't stop until you get it. Mm. Um, can I tell you three minutes before, <laughs> before the three. service? Three minutes before the service, I was just finishing. <laughs> yep. And I was like, Lord, like, you know, I, I ministered what was given to me. And soon as I, you know, I said, God bless you, I just cried. Like, wow. I literally just cried because it was, it was something that I needed. Um, mm. It was about uh, blind Bartimaeus, and um, you know the people were telling him to be quiet. Yeah. But he didn't stop just because the people told him to be quiet. He kept going, mm-hmm. and he kept calling. He didn't need to. He didn't need to see Jesus. He just heard he was coming, and he called him. <laughs> you know what wow. I'm saying? Like it wasn't. It wasn't one of those things. Um, he he didn't he didn't look at his disability as something to hinder him from getting Jesus. Yeah. And he never asked Jesus 
to heal him from being blind, he asked Jesus to have mercy on me. Wow. Just show me compassion, you know. And um, so my my um, points was he heard and he cried out. Um, he uh, he responded and he gave his request. You know, he threw off his garments and, and he the same people that was telling him to be quiet was the same people that had to help him get to Jesus. Wow. You know, he dropped his garments. <laughs> you know, he, he dropped his garments and he went to and he went to Jesus and Jesus asked him a question, What is it that you want? Now, I always I, I use a phrase in my sermon a lot and I and I got it from um from um Bishop Wilson. And I say this this text is bothering me. Mm. You know this, this text is bothering me. Why is Jesus asking a question that he already knows the answer to? Right. He knows the man want to see, <laughs> but Jesus hey. wants, when Jesus asks a certain question, when God asks a certain question, the Spirit, whatever, however you want to put it, asks a certain question, it's for us to go deeper. Wow. And too many times we deal with the surface. Right. You know what I mean? We deal with the surface of a thing, but we never get deeper in it. And, you know, some, and one of the things I said was sometimes the Spirit pushes us to make our request be uh, be known beyond the surface of our words, but the request wow. is our heart. And then Jesus mm-hmm. gave him what he asked for so he he received it but he didn't stop he didn't stop because they told him to shut up he didn't stop because he was a beggar he didn't stop because he was blind matter of fact he got louder because they told him to be quiet Mm. you know but it took literally it was three minutes before I was supposed to um, supposed to minister that I typed out the last line, <laughs> you know. And um, some days it's not like that, but some days it just be like, I, like Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, I've had those moments where I sat and literally all night, you know, all week, all night, whatever, got to the church. Went in my bag to grab my my sermon um sermon notes out and realized I left them on the bed. Mm. You know, and I had to depend solely on solely on the spirit of God. You know, but my sermon preparation. Oh yeah, my kids. If my kids see a whole bunch of books on my bed, and they they be like, um, my mother's got to preach on Sunday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, man, yo, I I remember having to preach. Um, I, I had a concussion because I got into a car accident, and my um, and the concussion it, it let my eyes uh, be super sensitive to light. So I'm trying to focus on my notes on my tablet, and I couldn't see my notes because I had a concussion. So I am literally preaching with a concussion. And had to remember my sermon. So, (laughs) so uh, the topic of my my sermon was um, 
was a uh, I, I talked about um what are you will what are you willing to unwrap to get to Jesus? Um, I talked about Jesus being wrapped in uh, swaddling clothing and how swaddling the, the the whole manger story wasn't a cute story. It was a very um, dirty, filthy story. Um, nobody wants to ever have a baby in a barn and then take uh, swaddling cloth, which is the same cloth they used to to, to wipe the milk up with from uh, the animals. They were milk rags. And you, you wrap your baby in dirty rags. So I was talking about what are, what are you willing to unwrap? What are you willing to 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 really go through to get to Jesus? And um, I just had to wing it. Like I had to remember my scripture and just go for it. And I was at another church. And I was at a holiness church. <laughs> so... You know, it don't take much for them to shout. And I had to stay focused with the concussion. And I, I had to pray and just rocked out. <laughs> like it, it was, if not one of the weirdest moments I've had in my life. But it was funny. So, like, there are so many different things that I, like, I've literally preached right after having a car accident. Like, God took a car accident. Drove to the church, got out, preached, went back home in the car. Like, but, you know, when you're called to this thing, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do your job. And, and sometimes there's no excuses. You just got to go. All right, now, what has been some, you know, circumstances, you know, maybe, like, you – Something, just something you were dealing with, and you had to preach through it. Nothing, nothing real crazy, but something that you were just, you, like I know you just, um, you preached, you know, your your dad, your dad's funeral, and then you had to, to go preach again. I had, I know what it feels like to preach. I had to preach my father's funeral. Um, that was an experience. Um, I think that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I think that let me know, that moment let me know I was ready. I think that that moment, the fact that I was able to, to, you know, have a straight head, not break down, stay focused on the message, be there for others when I needed somebody to be there for me, that moment let me know I was ready. But what are some of the moments where it was just like, I got a lot on my shoulders, but I still got to deliver a word. Uh, transparency is always key. <laughs> you are funny. <laughs> more transparency. I think the hardest time I had, uh, I'm going to be honest, y'all pray for me, those of us on the line. Um, but one year in particular, one of my children decided that um, life was not worth a living. Mm. And um, I was preaching a, I was closing out a revival. And um, mm. still, you know, every pre- they was asking that every preacher in the revival be there every day. And I literally 
felt like I wasn't going to make it any night. I would get, I, I would call, like, I would call the um, person in charge of revival and say, "Hey, I'm not sure I'm going to make it today." And they'd be like, "Oh, you going to get here?" Um, that was Monday. Tuesday was the same thing. Wednesday was the same thing. Thursday, um, I was at, you know, the hospital. I didn't even get to go home and take a shower. Luckily, the person who um, was with me, I mean, who came to get me, she, the the type of job she had, she had uh, disposable uh, wash rags in her car. Mm -hmm. And she happened to have a pair of jeans and shirt. I was so excited because that's another story. But anyway, so I still have not at this point been able to sit down and actually – go before the Lord the way I needed to. And notice, I didn't say I didn't go before the Lord at all, just not the way I needed to. Because mm-hmm. I was dealing with a situation, and I still had to be there for the people of God, regardless as to what I was going through, you know. And um was able to deliver the word and everything else, and still... um didn't understand, you know, I didn't understand why I had to preach, why I had to go through what I went through, but at the same time, um, you know, I had to, I had to lean in and totally, totally depend on God. People, I'm going to repeat this so nobody, so nobody get my words confused. I didn't get to go before the Lord the way I needed to. Mm. It mean I didn't go before the Lord at all because I was dealing with a personal situation that I almost allowed to completely get in the way. So I still had to go before him because I needed some type of clarity. But had I went before the Lord, I, the sermon might have been totally different had I really went before the Lord the way I needed to. I know mm. I said what God wanted me to say. You know, but it, it it just was one of those types of situations, and, and I had, I didn't even go through that once. I went through that three times. Mm-hmm. On three different occasions, I went through that same thing, and the last time, um, the last time I realized what I did wrong the first and second time, and I was able to do it. Daddy, what are you doing? Wow. So how how do you like like push because I know like that situation had to be like what was it that you said, God, I'm gonna just do this? Because there would not have been anybody that would have looked at you different or you would have been in all rights to just say, you know what, I can't do this right now. But what was it for you to just say, you know what, God, I'm going to do it? At the end of the day, and and my son reminded me of this uh, recently, it wasn't about me. Wow. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about what I was going through. Jesus from the cross said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was suffering on the cross, but he still 
went before the Lord for somebody else. Wow. He still prayed for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. <laughs> it was. That's probably the the one thing that that we get caught that we get caught up in our own ourselves, our situations, and different things like that. And I said this in a, another time I was on on a show. Paul said it, and I'm paraphrasing. I'm going through this for you. <laughs> mm. Wow. And I realized that who what I'm going through. Or what I was going through at the time, I'm going to meet another mother or a a, a father or a sister or aunt, uncle who's going through that same type of situation with a kid that they care about, mm-hmm. and be able to minister from a place of healing and minister to their situation. Wow. Wow. Come on, preacher. I mean, I said somebody would call in so I can stop talking. <laughs> you know what? Um, it's 945, and this is the time <laughs> that, uh, you know, we do the call of salvation, which I always say is that the, the best part about the show is we get to offer somebody Jesus and um, right now, I, I just believe that somebody heard your story and they heard your struggle. And um, maybe they have a child who um, is going through something, but God is still demanding a press. You know, maybe they're struggling in an area and they still have to answer the call. You know, um, I always say a lot of people have no idea that, that the the man or woman of God that's praying for you needs so much more prayer, but they're sacrificing themselves for you, for your word. Um, so what I believe is, I believe that somebody is listening, and they need to hear that story. They needed to know that uh, through it all, you know, you can keep going, that you have to keep going. Um, so... Right now, if you're struggling, if you're fighting something, if you're dealing with something, and, and you're and you just need Jesus, you need uh, God to just talk to you differently. Um, you know, you need a word. Um, the first thing we have to do is understand that we have to be uh, just we we have to be a part of the family. We have to uh, be able to call on God and and and. And just call him my Lord, call him my Savior. And how do we do that? We first we acknowledge that we are sinners, and and that we have all fallen and, and fell short of the glory of God. The next thing we do is we we ask Jesus to come into our lives, uh, accept him as our personal Savior, make him Lord of our lives, and then uh, we recognize that he died for our sins. And then not only did he die, but he rose, and he's coming back again. And when you allow him to come into your heart, you are now a part of the family. You're a part of the body. So right now, I believe that somebody has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And we're going to pray. Uh, we're going to pray for 
uh, for them. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We, we thank you because you are our Savior. You are our healer. You are our provider. But you're also our friend. Um, you are our peace. You are our joy. And we, we believe that you can you can do all things. There's nothing too big for you. There's nothing uh, that you can't do. And there's nothing that we can't do through you. So, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you, that you be a blessing, that you touch somebody's life, that you, that you help somebody today. So let, let somebody see you in a new way, in a way they've never seen you before, God. Let them be able to, to hear you in a new way, uh, in a way they've never heard you before, God. So that you can get the victory in their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, we thank God. Um, real quick, we are going to have our announcements by Brother Rob. And after he gets the announcements, we're going to jump back in. And we are going to close out. All right? All right, all right. You know, uh, wow, outstanding program tonight. I am uh just happy that you know um, that we have you know uh, one more night of celebration of where we are just um, just preaching the word of the gospel of Christ, the word just explaining and breaking things down because not many get a chance to hear how we break things down and how we come to the formulation and how we bring the word to people. And I'm just glad that um, you know you guys, uh, Elder Cooper, and yourself, you know. Uh, Reverend Burns, just um, how you just broke it down so eloquently that where we can just understand that what goes on, you know, behind the scenes, and it's so important because sometimes when you can't understand what goes on behind behind the scenes, uh, you can't get the the, the and so um, so eloquently uh, together, you know, you guys have brought the big picture to us, and we thank you so much. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and go to the announcements real quickly. This is a product of Purpose Camp Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you who have joined us for the next episode. No matter where in the world you are, we thank you so much. We celebrate, you know, you, and we celebrate our joyous life while living in the presence of the Lord. And we just thank you so much. And uh, we just uh, hope you just, you know, increase, you know, your presence here. And also tell a friend or family member because we are greatly, uh, we're just so satisfied with you know, the hope and what we bring to the world, no matter where it is. We thank you so much. And with that being said, anytime you want to contact us via email, you can contact us at www. Uh, excuse me, at purposekingdomnet at gmail dot com, where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can send a prayer request. Be gladly out of that. We're broadcasting live at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And anytime you want to hear any of our past broadcasts, you can uh, just go right there to the website at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You can simply type in the host name or the show name. You can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. And we thank you so much, especially if you share with your friends and family members. And with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour for By Faith We Good, and that's going to be hosted by Minister Bernard Merrill. 
And once again, you know, we just want to let you know that we will be broadcasting tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour with By Faith We Good. And this could be hosted by Minister Bernard Merrill. We hope you tell your friends and family members that we'll be broadcasting tomorrow evening, and we hope that you also will be able to rejoin us. And we thank you so much. We also thank those that have found us on podcast, which is the purple icon if you have an iPhone, where you can simply type in Purpose Kingdom Network, subscribe to us, or like us, or rate us. Either one, we're happy for, for you know, whatever choice you make. And that way you won't miss a single episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. If you cannot hear a live broadcast, you will hear a rebroadcast on an icon there, the, uh, the icon, the iPod, the, well, the i iPhone uh, thing right there. That it's really a symbol. And you can subscribe. That's all you have to do. It's not complicated. You don't have to touch your toes and spin around and then touch it. All you have to do is just subscribe, and if you want, like us and rate us, we appreciate it because right now we have a 4.5 rating, and we are happy and ecstatic, and I just don't know how to explain anything more about it, but thank you so much. And with that being said, uh, this is going to be the end of the announcement, and I thank you so much, and with that, I'm going to turn the broadcast over right back to uh, Reverend Burgess. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Rob. We 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 appreciate you so much for those announcements. Like I always say, don't nobody do the announcements like you, sir. Don't nobody do it like you. All right. Listen, um, I I'm not sure if 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 she is listening. Um, but there's a woman of God who's also a host um of PKN. Um. I, I hope that she gets this. I really hope that she gets this. Um, but um, the Lord is telling me that don't get faith, don't get weary and well done. He said. He said, remain faithful. Um, there is a deliverance that's about to go through your daughter um, that you have no idea is going to happen. There's a ministry about to be birthed in your daughter, and the reason why the attack was so hard was because the enemy was trying to keep her away from the call that God has for her. He said, but once once she is set free, once she is set free, there's going to be such a powerful ministry. God is telling me that she is going to be a, a frontline soldier. She is going to go back and get those who were hurt just like her. She is going to go back and get those people who are hurting just like her. And she also, and God also told me, he said, um, it, it is, it, and it sounds crazy, but I, I need you to understand what God is saying. God is saying um, that she's going to develop her own underground railroad. I, I, I need... I know that, uh, it, like I said, it sounds crazy, but God is telling me right now um, that she is going um, to develop her own underground world. And, and this is what I'm telling you. She's going to be the Harriet Tubman of 
of, of those who were abducted, who were sex trafficked. This is the spirit. The spirit is telling me she's going to be the Harriet Tubman of sex trafficking. And I believe that in Jesus' name. Um, Father God, I pray for that woman. I pray for the mother and the daughter. I pray for the entire family, for healing, for deliverance, for peace, for reconciliation, for understanding, for, for knowledge, for wisdom. God, I pray that your spirit molds and moves. God, I pray for unconditional love. I pray that even when there's steps back, that they don't forget that there will always be a step forward. And as long as they're moving, they're in the will of God. I I pray for that right now in the name of Jesus. And and I pray for not just spiritual healing, but physical. There's no lack. You will live a long life, and you will live it in abundance. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, Don't want to get too deep, um, Pastor. Is there anything you have to say before we wrap it up? Who? I'm sorry, Elder. I said Pastor. Um, That was a good mistake. That was a prophetic mistake. I'm just going to throw that out there. That was a prophetic mistake. Uh, (laughs) A prophetic mistake. I have heard it all. There is no mistake about the prophetic. Let me let me let me make that there is no mistake <laughs> about the prophetic. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything to say before we close out? Uh no, not really. <laughs> I, I don't know what else you want me to say. If you got another question that you need me to answer, then I got you. But just to say something, this topic is not something that, you know, you just be like a last-minute encouraging oh. word from it. But if you want me to give a last-minute encouraging word, I can do that. Hey, man, just something quick. You want to encourage somebody real quick. All right. To encourage somebody really quickly, you know, we have to, we have to get back to the place where we believe God for everything and completely have our, our faith and in, in our trust in him. When you, you said something earlier and the song came to, to my to my mind um, that uh, through it all, you know, through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God. It's an old school, you know. You might be, you might be a little too young for that one. Um, but through everything, just, just, Trust in and, and lean on God, and you know He'll He'll see you through it, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. He will definitely, um, <laughs> He will definitely, definitely get you get you through it. Um, no, I, I wasn't going to sing the song. Just just talk it out through it all. Amen. Hello. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. 